turn in our Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12 from verse 35 to 40. Luke chapter 12, 35 to 40. Thank you, man. God bless you. Luke 12, 35 to 40. I'll be reading to us from the Living Bible. But follow me in your Bibles as well. As well. The truth is one. The truth is the same. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 12, from verse 35 to 40. The words of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Be prepared, all dressed and ready, for your Lord's return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in, the moment he arrives and knocks. There will be great joy for those who are ready and waiting for his return. He himself will seat them and put on a waiter's uniform and serve them as they sit and eat. Verse 38. He may come at nine o'clock at night or even midnight, but whenever he comes, there will be joy for his servants who are ready. Everyone will be ready for him if they knew the exact hour of his return, just as they would be ready for a thief if they knew when he was coming. Verse 40. And I want us all to read this together. Verse 40. Are we there? Verse 40. Verse 40. You want to go? So be ready all the time. Praise the Lord. Are we there together? You're lost? Luke chapter 12. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 12. So you are not following me all this while. God bless you in Jesus' name. Luke chapter 12. Are we there? Verse 40. Let's read verse 40 together. One, two, go. So. Can we do it one more time? God bless you as you do it. Let's read one more time, verse 40. So, praise the Lord. You and I will be ready when the master comes in Jesus' name. Our topic this afternoon is necessary self-cleansing in preparation for the arrival of the master. Necessary self-cleansing, the cleansing that is necessary for you and I to engage in, in preparation for the arrival of the master. It is an unmistakable fact that we are in the last days. Church, if there was nothing else that pointed to the fact that we are in the last days, this past few months has shown us clearly. If there were any last days, these are the last of the last days. And because we know we are in the last days, we know that this, the Son of Man, our Master and Savior Jesus Christ, is coming soon. Amen. Amen. He told us in his word, he said, when you see the signs, you know that my coming is near. Children of God, the coming of Jesus is nearer than before. And you and I, you and I, will take wisdom in getting ourselves ready for his coming. Amen. All these things that are happening, may I say to you, I, I, I'm trying not to be as, as instant, as, I'm, I'm trying to be as sensitive as possible. I'm trying to be as human as possible. But you see, the word of God tells us, all these are just little birth pains. Praise God. Imagine a woman, or for women, we know this. When contraction starts, usually contraction is light and it is spaced out. Am I right? But as time goes on, it becomes heavier and it becomes closer. Jesus Christ says, these things that are happening are painful. We're losing people, but they are just the beginning. But the moment you see that they are happening, happening in rapid succession, one just happened what time last year, one just happened last month, another one is happening, another one is happening, then you know that it is coming closer and closer. Praise the Lord. The more the contraction increases, the more the doctors know that the baby is already coming out. Jesus is coming soon. Church, you and I, 
will do well to get ourselves ready. We'll be ready in the name of Jesus. I said we'll be ready in the name of Jesus. The Lord himself, our master, instructs us to get ourselves ready. In the text that we just read this morning, he says we must be ready all the time. And so this kind of message is to get us ready. What will make us ready? How can we prepare ourselves? Because the master is coming. Children of God, you and I can be ready if we do the necessary preparations. Praise the Lord. There are some things we need to get ready. You can only be ready if you get ready. Praise God. Think about it. If for some reason the President of the United States says I'm visiting the state of Georgia or I'm visiting the city of Atlanta, do you know that days before they would have started preparing? Intelligence would have been on the ground. They would have started doing some cleaning. That is a human. Not to talk of Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Praise God. You and I, if for some reason, a guest that you respect, I'm not talking about people that you don't respect, someone that you respect, if they text you or they call you and they say, I'm visiting you, don't we get our houses ready? And so, children of God, we must get ourselves ready for our master. He says, I'm coming. Get yourself ready for me. And you and I will get ourselves ready because we need to in the name of Jesus Christ. We need to get ourselves ready. In the Old Testament, every time God wanted to visit his people, he would tell the prophets, tell my people to get ready. Tell my people to get ready for me because I am coming. I don't want to come and they are not ready. Because if I come and they are not ready, not all of them will be blessed. Praise the Lord. So they must get ready for me. If we will turn in our Bibles to Exodus chapter 19. Exodus chapter 19. We are in the last days and we need to prepare for the coming of Jesus Christ. He will come, he will appear in the clouds and his own will be caught up to him in the air. You and I want to be among those that will be caught up. Amen? And so we must prepare. We must prepare. Exodus chapter 19, verses 10 to 11. In the old days, the Lord told Moses, the Bible says, then the Lord told Moses, go down and prepare the people for my arrival. Consecrate them today and tomorrow and have them wash their clothes. In those days, it was their clothes they have to wash. In these days, it's our hearts that we need to clean up. Praise God. Tell them to go wash their clothes. It will take them even more than one day. Tell them, just keep washing. Keep cleaning the hole because I'm going to appear. My glory is going to show forth. Verse 11, it says, be sure they are ready on the third day. For on that day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai. As all the people watch. Children of God, anybody that the Lord meets and is not ready will not be a partaker of his blessings. Praise the Lord. In the yeah. same way as Jesus says we should be ready. Whoever is not ready for his coming will not go with him. But that will not be our loss in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Today, you and I want to examine how can we prepare for Jesus Christ's coming by cleansing, self-cleansing, by cleansing ourselves, by, 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 by purifying ourselves, by getting our houses clean, getting our houses in order. What do we need to do for the return of the master? Amen. Amen. Somebody may be listening to me today. You may be watching us online and say, you don't have to do anything to cleanse yourself. Jesus Christ has saved you. You are born again. The moment you are born again, you are clean. You are assured of heaven. I will show, we will see together in the Bible how the Bible says that we must cleanse ourselves for the return of the master. I pray you will not close your hearts to his word in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ cleansed us when we were born again. Very true. But you see, because we are still on this earth, there are a lot of corrupting influences. There are a lot of defiling things that we need to clean ourselves of every day. If you and I will not be ashamed when the master comes, believers, we need to clean up. The Holy Spirit will prompt us. The Holy Spirit will help us. But may I say this to you? He will not do for you what you need to do for yourself. Praise God. God wants to be in partnership with you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to tell you, my son, 
put this away. My daughter, put this away. This is not pleasing to me. And we need to cooperate with him. Somebody say, I will cooperate with him. I will cooperate with him. And it will help us in the name of Jesus. Let's yeah. see together in our Bibles how that you and I must cleanse ourselves. Believers, if we are going to go with Christ, we will not depend on the fact that we are born again. We are born again. We are assured of eternal life. Yes. But you see, there are some things that may make us miss it. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Let's please open our Bibles together today. Today will be almost like it's a sermon, but it's almost like a Bible study. Please, please, please. I want you to see for yourself. Let's see for ourselves. God, there's power in seeing it for yourself, in reading it for yourself. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Praise God. This Bible verse was written by Apostle Paul, the Apostle of Grace. Hallelujah. And so, we preachers of grace, we need to read this, these verses as well. Believers that believe that the grace of God is everything, we need to read the whole scriptures. Grace of God will help us, but we need to cleanse ourselves as well. He was writing to a church. This scripture we are reading today is not for unbelievers. It's for you and I, believers, the church. 7 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. It says, because we have these promises... What promises? The promise that Jesus is coming again. Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves. Let us clean our life. Let us clean up our acts. Why? Because Jesus Christ is coming for us. Let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body and our spirit. And let us walk towards complete holiness because we fear God. This cleansing we're talking about today is a putting away of some things in your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's saying that these things in my life are defilements to me. These things in my life, they, not, they do not please God and they put me in danger of missing his coming. I will stop doing them. I will put them away. I will take them away from my life. That's what we're talking about today. Children of God, if you and I will not lie to ourselves. Look up at me one second, church. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you're at home, I hope you are looking up at me. This is a serious matter. In as much as you are born again, do you know that God will not stop you from stealing? What do I mean by God will not stop you from stealing? He will keep telling you, do not steal. But the physical act of stealing, he will never hold your hand and stop you from doing it. Amen? Amen? You and I have free will. And the moment we are born again, God never takes away our free will. And so you may be a child of Christ, but you still do some things that do not please him, that defile our soul and spirit. Those are the things he's telling us today. We must clean house. Children of God, we must decide to clean ourselves in return for the master. Why? Because Jesus Christ is coming for a clean church. He told us in Ephesians chapter 5, he said, he said, husbands, love your wives. He says that you may clean her. I'm paraphrasing now. He says, he says because you must love them as Jesus Christ loved the church. And he gave himself for the, for the church. Why did Jesus give himself for the church? He said that he might cleanse her. That he might wash her. And so that he wants to present her to himself a glorious church. Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ wants you and I to be clean. He wants us to be glorious. He wants us to be without spot, without wrinkle. Are we going to reach the level of perfection today on this earth? Maybe not. But we must engage in cleansing continuously constantly preparing for our master. Children of God, you and I will be clean when he returns in Jesus' name. Yeah. 2 Peter chapter 3. Let's turn now back to 2 Peter chapter 3. We must cleanse ourselves because we are expecting a holy God. We are expecting the one whose eyes are too holy to behold iniquity. The Holy Spirit will do his work in us, but we must cooperate with him. We must clean house. We must get ready for his coming. 2 Peter chapter 3. Spirit of the living God, speak to your people this afternoon. Second Peter chapter 3, I'll read 
Again, from the Living Bible, verses 3 to 15. I'll drop some parts, but follow me. 2 Peter chapter 3, 3 to 15. The Bible says, first, I want to remind you that in the last days, there will come scoffers who will do every wrong they can think of. Are we not saying that today? People are inventing new ways of doing evil things. It says they will laugh at the truth. And this will be their line of argument. So Jesus promised to come back, did he? Then where is he? He will never come. Why? As far back as anyone can remember, everything has remained exactly as it is from the first day of creation. When Jesus told you that he was coming back in the Bible, has he not come back since? The fact that more and more people are laughing at the return of Jesus is a sign of the last days. Let's jump to verse 8. Verse 8 says, But don't forget this, dear friends, that a day or a thousand years from now is like tomorrow to the Lord. He isn't really being slow about his promised return. Even though it sometimes seems that way. But he is waiting for the good reason that he is not willing that any should perish. Amen. Amen. If there is anybody that is not a child of Christ now, he is not willing that you should perish. He wants you to return. He wants the nations of the world to return to him. And that's why he's holding his, his returning. Amen? Amen? He is giving more time for sinners to repent. The day of the Lord is surely coming. And it will be as unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise. And the heavenly bodies will disappear in fire. And the earth and everything on it will be burned up. And this is the part I want us to pay attention to. Verse 11. It says, And so, since everything around us is going to melt away, what holy, godly lives we should be living. Praise the Lord. Since we know Jesus Christ is coming again, all these things in this world that we, that we run after will be taken away. We need to live holy and godly lives, clean lives. Let's jump to verse 13. Verse 13. But we are looking forward to God's promise of new heavens and a new earth afterwards, where there will be only goodness. Amen? How many of us are looking forward to heaven? You're not looking forward to heaven? I am looking forward to heaven. The earth, is, the earth has shown us that there is nothing in here. Praise the Lord. You and I will make it to heaven in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said we will reign with Jesus in eternity in the name of Jesus. Amen. Verse 14. What does verse 14 say? Verse 14 encourages us. It, it, it instructs us. It says, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, for him to come, try hard to live without sinning. People that are waiting for Jesus to return, they do their best with God helping them to stay away from sinful acts and habits. Amen? Amen? Because we are waiting for his coming, we must clean house. Let's turn to 1 John chapter 3. Please, let's turn in our Bibles. If you're at home, please, 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 I want to encourage you, turn in your Bibles. Turn in your Bibles. When you see this for yourself, no man can tell you otherwise. Praise the Lord. Because you will tell the man, I have seen this. God sees this. The word of God is the final authority. First John chapter 3. Are we there? John was writing to believers as well over here. So it's meant for you and I. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Children of God, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Therefore, the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God. Praise the Lord. Remember I said to us, we are born again, right? We are children of God, but there are still some things we need to do. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not been revealed to us what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, 
For we shall see him as he is. Who is he that we're talking about here? Jesus Christ. When he's revealed, we shall be like him. And verse 3 is the part where I'm going to. Verse 3 says, And everyone that has this hope, what hope? The hope that Jesus is coming again. The hope that they want to go with Jesus. The hope that they want to go to heaven. Everyone that has this hope in himself purifies himself. Church, if you have seen believers that say we don't need to clean ourselves, maybe they don't have the hope of seeing Christ. The Bible says everyone that has the hope purifies himself even as Jesus is pure. Children of God, we need to purify ourselves. How do you purify yourself? You ask for the help of the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, this thing in my life is defiling. I don't want it anymore. Take it away from me. And every time it prompts you, you stay away from it. We must cleanse ourselves. Everyone that wants to go with Jesus in the rapture will clean their hearts, will clean their acts. Amen. Amen. Do you want to see Jesus on the last day? Amen. Cleanse yourself. Cleanse yourself. Church, briefly, let's, let's look practically at the things we need to cleanse ourselves of. We're not talking theoretically today. We're not being vague. You know, we're not just preaching a message where we say, be ready for the coming of Jesus. Let's see the things we need to do. What are the things we need to do? How do we clean ourselves? How do we prepare for the coming of the master? 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. I will be reading from verse 1 to 5. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 to 5. This time I'll, read it, I'll be reading from the King James Version. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 to 5. Are we there? If you are there, say I'm there. If you are not there, say wait for me. 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. Alright, I'll read to one from the King James Version. It says, But know this, church, know this. Believers, know this. Pay attention to this. I'm sure you'd have been saying it. Know this, that in the last days, in the last days, the last days that we are in, the Bible says we should pay attention. In the last days, perilous times will come. The living Bible says there are going to be difficult times. It says it will be times where it will be difficult to be a Christian. Not just a Christian by title, a Christian by our lives. It says in the last days, it will be difficult. You will see many things that will make you think, but these people are Christians. These people go to church. Why are they acting in ways that are not like Christ? They are signs of the last days. But you and I need to cleanse ourselves of these things. Verse 2, what are the things? It says, for men will be lovers of themselves. Church, this afternoon, are you the kind that loves yourself more than everybody else? You love yourself more than you love God? It's always about me, me, me. It's a sign of the end times. We need to cleanse ourselves. Amen? Amen. It says in the last days, it says, it says there, will, there will be lovers of money. Check your life. Do you love money more than you love God? Is money your driving factor? You will rather go and chase money than be in church? Remember Jesus Christ said you cannot serve two masters. Amen? Amen. We must cleanse ourselves of those things. The love of money. Money can make people kill their spouses. These are the last days. Praise God. A lot of the things we see playing out on the world scene, the love of money. Leaders can, can, can let their people die because of the love of money. They don't care. They said we need this money to be flowing in. So whoever is going to die, let them die. We must reopen. 
lovers of money more than lovers of God. Church, if we are going to go with Christ, we must cleanse ourselves. Amen. Amen. He says they will be boasters. They will be proud. They will be haughty. They will be arrogant. Check your life. Are there traces of arrogance in you? What is that thing that you are boasting about? We must cleanse our lives. Amen. He says there will be blasphemers, blasphemers, people that take the things of God unseriously, people that take the name of God unseriously. Anything about God, they don't care. It's not that serious. They talk about God, the men of God, the church of God, like they don't care. Blasphemers is a sign of the end times. And they're in the church. They're in the church. We need to cleanse ourselves. Amen. Amen. You, this one is for you. If you're a youth at home, listen. The Bible says in the last day, they will be disobedient to parents. Are you disobedient to your parents? Your dad tells you something. You say, no, you don't tell me what to do. It's a sign of the last days. Those are the people that are not, that are not going to go with Jesus. If you're listening to me this afternoon, the Bible says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long. Amen. The moment you go against it, you are disobeying God and you are putting yourself in danger of hell. Disobedient to parents, they will, it will become worse and worse. It will get to the point where their parents will tell them to do something and they will give their parents a dirty slap. It's a sign of the last day. They will be unthankful. Have you heard about children these days that tell their parents, this, you didn't do anything for me, that's your job? It's a sign of the last days. We must cleanse ourselves. It says they will be unholy. Even when they come to church, they will be living unholy lives. They will engage in sexual immorality. They will be watching pornography. They will be engaged in homosexual bestiality, lesbianism. All those things are unholy things. And they are even in the church among believers. Praise the Lord. We must cleanse ourselves. It says they will be unloving. Ask yourself, are you the type that you don't, you don't have natural affection? You don't really care about people. People have to ask you, don't you have a heart? We need to cleanse ourselves. Amen. Amen. They will be unforgiving. Children of God, if anybody has hurt you to the point where you cannot forgive, you have to go on your knees. Not for their sake, for your own sake. Amen. It is danger. It is danger. Children of God, if we have unforgiveness in our heart, the Bible says, if you don't forgive men from your heart, the Heavenly Father will not forgive you. It is dangerous. We need to go ask God, help me to forgive. Help me to let it go. Amen. It says, in the last days, they will be unforgiving. Is there any unforgiveness in your heart this afternoon? Search your heart. We need to cleanse ourselves. Amen. Amen. It says in the last days there will be slanderers. Who are slanderers? People that they can talk bad about anybody. They can destroy anybody's reputation with their tongues. They pick up the phone and they talk about this sister. They pick up the phone. They talk about this person. And they, they just they, they say all the bad things that at the end of the day, by the time the conversation is over, the person they are talking to over the phone begins to look at the other person they talked about in a bad light. Slanderers. They never say anything good about other people. It's always the negative. Children of God, we must cleanse ourselves. Amen. He says in the last days, they will be without self-control. We must control ourselves. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit. Are you the type that you can't control your appetites? Whatever you feel like doing, you do it. Whatever you feel like saying, you say it. If I want to eat, I eat. Praise God. Some people say, when I want to have sex, I just go do it. The Bible says it's a sign of the last days. We must cleanse ourselves. 
It says they will be brutal. They will be brutish. They will be ruthless. Don't we see it in our world today? People can take people can take a hammer and knock somebody's head. There is one on the TV now. A, a young man jogging on the streets, and you, you chase after him, and you take a gun, and you shoot him dead. For what reason? It says people will be brutal. In the, in when Jesus Christ created the earth, when Cain, the first person, deceived his brother, took him to the farm, and knocked his head, it was grievous in the sight of God. One soul. Not to talk of now when it's a common practice. People just kill people anyhow. Do we think God is happy about it? We must cleanse ourselves. Amen? It says they will be despisers of good. May I ask you this afternoon, are you part of the people that despise good things? You despise good people? You see so a sister that is trying to live a holy life and you mock, you mock at her, you laugh at her. You say those are the holier than thou. You say those are the ones, the mothers of Jesus. They say are they, are they the ones that killed Jesus? The Bible says they will be in the last days. They despise good people. If they see, if if if, if those people see anyone that wants to leave it, they, they say, you know what, you know what, I don't, I can't, I can't stand you. I just can't stand you. You act like you're perfect all the time. You act like you're too good. It's a sign of the last days. It says there will be traitors. Traitors, you have an agreement with someone and you double cross them. You have an agreement with someone and you break the agreement and you don't care and you're a Christian. These are the days when we cannot let Christians money and expect them to pay back. In the house of God, a believer comes to you and says, Can you please help me out? I'm in dire need. I need help. Please lend me some money. And you lend them because you trust that this person has the spirit of God in them. They are children of God. They are going to heaven. And then they don't pay you back. And when it's time for them, when you to ask for your money, they begin to tell you, are you not a child of God? Do you want to kill me because of money? It's a sign of the end. Children of God are not traitors. In the old days, I heard that the scriptural union in universities, in colleges, if they, 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 they had like, you, you guys have like a student union government, right? What's that, like a, like, like a government in school? What do you call yours? S SGA, praise the Lord. So you have like the treasurers, you have the president and all that, right? In the old days, if they, want, they wanted a treasurer, someone that would keep the school's money, they will look for Christians. Praise God. But these days, Christians are the ones you have to run away from. Is it a good thing? Christians are the ones you have to be, you have to, let me not put everybody in the same category. The so-called Christians, the ones that are not running for heaven, they are the ones you need to be afraid of. Praise the Lord. It says in the last days, they will be headstrong. Very stubborn. Are you the type that you never give in? Every time in every argument, your way must be must supersede. In, in everything, very stubborn. It's very hard for people to bear. Okay, somebody offends you, and people are saying, "Well, sorry, well, sorry." And you say, uh, "You think because I'm smiling, uh, this thing you have done until God comes, I can't forgive." Very, very stubborn. It's a sign of the last days. We must cleanse ourselves. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in the last days, there will be lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. Children of God, these are the days when believers will rather go to parties than come to church. If there's anything pleasurable, if there's a game going to happen today, they will rather say, you know what? I will watch online, but I have to watch this game. It's a sign. Praise the Lord. This scripture we see today was written thousands of years ago by inspiration of God to Apostle Paul. God showed him that in those days that are coming, the days we are in now, these are the things that will be happening even in the church. They love pleasure. Anything that will satisfy me, anything that makes me feel good, I would rather go for that than go serve God. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. 
And finally, that Bible verse says, it says, they will have a form of godliness, but they will deny its power. The Living Bible says, it says, they will go to church, yes, but they won't really believe anything they hear. Praise God. Yeah. Do you know that there are some Christians that are hearing me this afternoon and saying, he has come again with all those he's preaching. What? It's not that serious. The Bible says it's a sign of the last days. They will go to church. They are present there every Sunday. They are very active in the church, but their heart is not changing. They have a form of godliness. When you look at them, it looks as if they are godly. But when you get to know them in the, in, in the house, when you go to get to know their secrets, you know that this is just a demon that comes to church. Praise the Lord. These are the days when even deacons in the church beat their wives at home. These are the days when pastors, they leave the, they leave the pulpit and they go home and they are secret cults at home. They have a form of godliness. But the power that will make them truly godly, they hate it, they deny it, they despise it. Apostle Paul says, and from such people, turn away. Stay away from those people. They will drag you down with them to hell. Children of God, we must cleanse ourselves. Somebody say, I will cleanse myself. I will cleanse myself. Matthew chapter 15. If we are going to go with the master, believers, we must clean house. Matthew chapter 15. These are the words of Jesus. Matthew 15, 16 to 20. Matthew 15, 16 to 20. The Bible says in Matthew 15, 16 to 20, don't you understand yet? Jesus asked, anything you eat passes through the stomach and goes into the sewer. Verse 18, but the words you speak come from the heart. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever is in your heart is what comes out from your mouth. Jesus Christ says in verse 18, he says, but the words you speak come from the heart, and that is what defiles you. Are we reading this together? Praise God. Jesus Christ says, what comes from your heart? It does what to you? Praise God. Jesus Christ is the author and finisher of our but even Jesus Christ says, if you're a Christian and you are doing these things, they defile you. They stain you. They hinder you from being clean. Praise the Lord. Verse 19. He says, from, from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, slander. These are the things that defile you. Children of God, no matter how much born again we are, if we engage in these things, they defile us. Amen? Are you a believer? And you still speak filthy words. You curse like a sailor. You curse. And sometimes some people curse and they say, oh, 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 oh sorry. They say, but, but, but I don't just know. The thing just drops out of my tongue. We have to ask God, help me, oh God. Amen? These are the days where believers, they, things happen, and they just say, you are foolish. Oh, he's so foolish. Oh, she's so stupid. And you just say those words. Remember Jesus Christ said in his word, he said, if you call somebody fool, you're in danger of hell. Amen. Amen. We share jokes that even unbelievers, they, they cringe. And they say, oh, you said that? Even people in the world, look up one second, praise God. Do you know that unbelievers sometimes they it's not that they know the word, but they pay attention to some things that even we Christians don't pay attention to. Praise God. Unbelievers, if they're in a conversation, maybe in a professional setting, when they talk and they use the F word, do you hear them say, excuse me? They talk and they say, um, oh, oh, excuse me, excuse my French. Do they say that? Because they know that those words are dirty. Praise God. If you are sitting in a business setting with CEOs, directors, you can't use the F word. You can't curse. Why? That is before human beings. 
Not before God, not even before God of heaven and earth. Praise yes. God. They are unbelievers, they are not going anywhere, but they know the truth. And then we Christians, we say those things and we don't care because there's grace. Because Jesus has saved us, we must cleanse ourselves. Jesus Christ says these things, they defile you. Children of God, we will receive grace to cleanse ourselves in the name of Jesus. Amen. Evil thoughts. You are a believer and every time you just, you just sit down and you're just thinking of the downfall of another believer. You're thinking of how somebody's going to get hurt. You're thinking of how things, things you say, you say I'm just, I just wish that, I just wish that this person dies. I just wish that, ah, oh, children of God, that is danger of hell. Evil thoughts. A man is sitting in the church and, 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 and the pastor is preaching, but what is running in your mind is you are seeing a sister and you're already seeing a naked body. In the church, the outside is clean, but the Bible says inside of them are dead men's bones. They are inside, it's like sepulchers. They are dirty on the inside. Children of God, evil thoughts. Do we know that the Lord hears our thoughts more than he hears our words? Amen? Amen. And so if there are evil thoughts in our lives, we must ask the Lord, cleanse me. Children of God, can I give you one secret today? There is nobody that the devil does not bring evil thoughts to. Praise God. I may be preaching here and a dirty thought enters my mind, but immediately I have to rebuke it. Immediately, I have to say, this is not for a child of God. This is a defilement. Amen? Amen. Evil thoughts. Jesus Christ says they defile you. Murder. We talked about that earlier. A child of God, the Bible says, thou shalt not kill. But Jesus Christ took it higher than that. Jesus Christ says, you cannot hate anybody. Church, look up one second. We are not given the liberty to hate anybody. Are you a child of God? Are you a child of God? Yes. Do you want to go to heaven? Yes. You can't hate anybody. Jesus Christ, the one that is coming for us, he told us, he said, when you hate someone, it's like you have killed them already in your heart. We have to ask God, I am feeling hatred for this person. Save me, O oh God. Change me. Take this thing out of my heart. We must cleanse ourselves. Amen? Amen. Jesus Christ says, these things, they defile you. Adultery. Adultery, sexual immorality in the church of God, in the house of God, among believers. The Bible says this thing should not be named among you. These are the days when pastor is sleeping with the dickiness. These are the days when, 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 when people don't care. Youths don't care anymore. Teenage pregnancies in the church. And it's all well and good. We're all good because the grace of God is enough for us. Jesus Christ says, if you are waiting for me, if I'm coming for you, for you, you have to stay away from these things. Amen. Amen. Can I share one secret this afternoon? The word of God can never be changed. Praise the Lord. Men may bend it. Pastors may sugarcoat it. We, you and I, we may act as if it's no more in the Bible. Praise the Lord. We can decide, I will never be reading. What are we reading today? What's this place you are reading? Matthew chapter 15. Matthew 15. You can see every day I read my Bible, I won't read that part. When you, get, when you are reading Matthew 15, when you get to verse 16, you do like this. Whether you do that or not, does it change the word of God? And on the last day, this is what we will be judged by. Jesus Christ says, adultery, sexual immorality, it defiles you. It should not be among believers. Praise the Lord. Yeah. If you are doing it today, the Lord give you grace to run from it in the name of Jesus. Yeah. We must cleanse ourselves. Theft, stealing, stealing among believers. You steal. Even now your job, you take what is not your own. You take things without asking. Bible says they defile you. We must cleanse ourselves. Lying. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Jesus Christ, our master, he says when you tell lies, they defile you. Praise God. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. How many of us still lie sometimes? 
See, but I wanted to say the truth. But, but it's half truth. But you know, it's a white lie. But you know, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not serious. Nobody will go to hell because of lying. The Bible says otherwise. It says all these things, lying, it defiles you. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, the Bible says, on the last day, when the hell is turned into the lake of fire, it says in the lake of fire, it talks about the categories of people that will be in fire, in, in the fire, and it says, and all liars, liars, children of God, if you are still lying, you must ask God, help me, help me. The Bible says liars will go to hell. Children of God, we don't play with white lies. We don't play with lies, amen? We must cleanse ourselves. The Lord will help us consciously and deliberately to put all these things away in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. We need grace. This is the part where we need grace for. Grace empowers us. Grace enables us. What we cannot do in our strength, in our flesh, the grace of God helps us to do it. Praise the Lord. And may I tell you, grace is supernatural. Somebody say grace is supernatural. The moment you ask God for it, you won't even be struggling. There are some things in my life that, you know, they are there, and the Lord shows it to me, and the Lord says, take care of this. And the moment I sit on my knees and I keep asking God, take this away, supernaturally it disappears. That's grace. That's grace. Children of God, we will cleanse ourselves in Jesus' name. How do we cleanse ourselves? We have mentioned some things that the Bible says defile us. We have not mentioned everything, but that thing in your life, that every time you do it, your conscience, praise the Lord. You know all of us have a conscience, right? Some people, their consciences are dead. Some people, they have stared it with a hot iron. But if you're a child of God, if you're a true believer, you must have a conscience. It may not speak as loud. The more you listen to it, it will speak louder. But if one thing in your life is, is striking your conscience, and your conscience is telling you, oh, this is not... This is not, and you're explaining it away. You're saying, oh, um, no, but I'm doing it because of this, oh, but, but it's not that serious. That thing is a defilement unto you. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is what? That's why God put a conscience inside us. Praise the Lord. Pastor may not be there. Your wife may not be there. Your husband may not be there. You may be in the dark of your room on your bed by yourself and you're doing that thing, God sees you and your conscience is telling you that this is wrong. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why you know that those things are wrong is because many believers, those things, they can't do it where pastor is. Am I right? Pastor is not God, but some people say, ah, pastor, if pastor sees me, maybe he will say, they can't do it where other believers are. So those things, we need to ask God, take them away. We need to clean them from our lives because we are waiting for the return of the master. Children of God, how do we cleanse ourselves? Number one, examine yourself. Examine yourself. Examine your own life. Check yourself. Are you a child of God? Do you want to go to heaven? Don't wait for people to correct you. Amen. Don't wait for anybody to point out your sin to you. The Bible says if we will judge ourselves, we will not be judged. Children of God don't need pastor to be to be to be to be watching over, over them or, or, or running down their backs and saying, don't do this, don't do this. You don't need your husband or your wife to be telling you this is wrong, this is wrong. The Bible says you have the anointing, the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit teaches you all things. Amen. Amen. A true child of God does not wait for the pastor to correct them. The Spirit of God inside them says, This is wrong, my daughter. This is wrong, my son. Stay away from this. This, this. this is a defilement unto you. Amen. We must search our hearts. You will receive grace to search your heart in the name of Jesus. Amen. Check your life. Any of the things we mentioned today, is it in your life? Is it there in little measure, in great measure? We have to ask the Lord, this thing must go. Is there something that the Holy Spirit has been bringing to you all the time? It says, take care of this thing, deeper. Take care of this thing, deeper. Take care of this thing, deeper. And you keep saying, you know what? I'll take care of it tomorrow. Now is the time. If you don't want to miss the master, now is the time. Ask the Lord to search you. May I tell you, children of God, sometimes, praise the Lord, 
Praise the Lord. Now, listen to this clearly. There are some times that you don't even know that you have sin in your life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You don't know that some things, for example, I'll give you this example. Because of your knowledge of God, because of your knowledge of the Bible, because of how far you are walk with God, you, you think that you are not a proud person. And so when pastor is preaching on pride, you say, that one is not for me today. Children of God, if you walk well with God and with the Holy Spirit, he will begin to show you some aspects of pride in your life. Amen. Amen. You see, I don't hate anybody. I have forgiven everybody. If you walk well with God and with the Holy Spirit, and you are sincere, and you say, I want to forgive everybody, the Holy Spirit will remind you of somebody that did something to you, and you said, you know what, I won't go to their house again. And he's reminding you because he wants to help you to clean yourself. Amen. Amen. So let's ask the Lord, like David asked the Lord, search me, O God, and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me, and cleanse me. And when you ask God, the Lord will cleanse you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So we must check ourselves. We must search ourselves. Number two, we must repent. Repentance is not only for sinners. Believers, what is repentance? It is saying, I noticed this in my life, and I'm sorry, oh God, I turned away from it. From today, I will do it no more. I will put it away. I will clean it from my life. We must repent. Number three, we must turn away. You repent today. Don't be repenting every day of the same thing. Praise the Lord. Don't say, but pastor, you know that's my weakness. That's my weak area. That's why I'm always falling and falling and rising. I fall to, but, but I'm trying to, but that is my weak area. You have to turn away. Amen. You have to turn your back on those things and say this thing from today, I hate you. I won't do you anymore. And God will help me. And when he helps you, you run away from me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We have to turn away. We have to make a deliberate decision, a conscious decision to forsake these unclean things, these things that defile us. And God himself, God himself that helps us. The Bible says his grace is sufficient for us. His grace will empower us to turn away from them in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And finally, you have to ask for grace to live a clean life. There is grace for holiness. Praise the Lord. There is grace to live above sin. Grace is not only to catch you when you fall. There is also grace to live a life that is clean, that is waiting for the master. Church, you and I will wait in clean hearts and with clean hands in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says, we shall ascend to the heat of the Lord. He that has clean hearts and a pure, or he that has clean hands and a pure Shall we rise to our feet this afternoon? Children of God, for everyone listening to me this afternoon that wants to spend eternity with Christ, this cleansing must not be a one-time thing. It must be continuous and it must be constant. Amen? You must every day ask the Lord, cleanse me, O God. If you notice anything in your life every day, you must consciously say, I will stop doing these things. I will put them away from my life because I want to go with Jesus when he comes. Children of God, the Lord will give us that grace in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to pray this afternoon. We're going to spend some time to pray. We must clean house. We must clean house. We must clean house. But before we pray as a church, I want to give the opportunity for anyone that has not been born again. You've never in your life accepted Jesus Christ into your heart. You've never accepted the Lordship of Christ. This is the time. This is the time. We're in the last days. Believers, this is not the time to joke anymore. Christ is calling people. Christ is saying, this is another chance. Come on to me. Bring all your heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And as you come to Christ, he will give you rest in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you want to give your life to Christ, just raise your right hand and lay your left on your chest. And say this prayer with me and make sure you mean it. And heaven will hear your prayer in Jesus' name. You will say, Lord Jesus... I come before you today. I acknowledge that I am a sinner. Oh Lord, I ask for your mercy. I ask, oh God, that you forgive me. I believe that Jesus Christ came to die for me. I believe that his death is enough for my cleansing, for my salvation. I accept that sacrifice today. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come and be my Lord. 
be my savior. From today I live for you and I will go back no more. Thank you because I believe you. I know you have done this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, we believe that your name is written in the book of life. I want you to reach out to us. Let us know that you made the decision for Christ today. And God himself will keep you to the end in the name of Jesus. Leave us a message on our Facebook page or send us a text at 708-969-1820. And as you do, children of God, you are now a child of God. Praise the Lord. Let's give a wonderful round of applause. It's as simple as that. The moment you make, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be born again. It's as simple as that. You're now a child of God. And heaven is rejoicing. Now that you are with us, we're all going to pray together. Amen? Amen. Church, I want you to pray. I want you to take time to search yourself this afternoon. I'm going to search myself as well, and I'm going to pray for myself. Lord Jesus, I want you to cleanse me. I want to be ready for you when you come. It may be in the morning, it may be in the night. Every defilement in me, Lord, claim us. Shall we pray? Let's pray this afternoon. If you are at home, join us in prayer. Search me, O oh God. Have mercy. Let's pray. Let's pray, church. Let's pray. Father, forgive me of all iniquity. Every defilement, every iniquity, every shortcoming that will hinder, O oh Lord, my access to you in eternity, that it cleanse me, O oh God. Let's ask the Lord to cleanse us this afternoon. Take time to pray. says everyone that has hope of heaven purifies himself. Ask the Lord to purify you this afternoon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Are we praying this afternoon? Children of God, what we are talking about this afternoon is a critical matter. It's a matter of life and death. It's a matter of eternity. Amen. It determines whether you spend your eternity in heaven or in hell. And so let's take it with all seriousness. Let's take it with all attention. What shall it profit us if we gain the whole world and lose our souls? We will not lose our souls in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will raise your right hand and say, Lord Jesus, make me ready for your coming. Are we praying this afternoon, Lord Jesus? Make me ready for your coming. Whenever you come, I want to be ready. Pray, pray, pray. Lord Jesus, make me ready. Make me ready. Make me ready. Make me ready. I want to be ready when you show up. I don't want to be caught unawares. I don't want you to be like a thief in the night. Make me ready, O oh God. Make me ready. take your word for granted, your word that says we should cleanse ourselves. Holy Spirit, you are the one that does the work. We yield to you today. We bring those things that are defiling in our lives before you. We ask, Lord, that you cleanse them from our hearts in the name of Jesus. We are making a decision from today to cleanse ourselves, to purify ourselves, to get ourselves ready for your coming. That in this decision we have made, the grace to stay with it, the grace to stay clean, the grace to stay away from filth, that it gives to us in the name of Jesus. We are a church that is waiting for your return. We are waiting for you, Jesus. We are waiting for you. We want to be with you on the last day. Make us ready, O oh God. Thank you because today you've heard us. Glory to your holy name. In Jesus' wonderful name we are praying. We can say better amen in Jesus' name we are praying. Amen. The Lord bless us all in Jesus' name. Good afternoon, church. I love you. I hope you love me back. Amen. amen. Messages like this, we need to remind ourselves. Because of everything we do in Christianity, the beginning and end of it, is that we end up in heaven. 
the beginning and end of all that life is about is that on that day, whether we close our eyes in death or whether Jesus comes, we go with him. That's what it's all about. You and I will not miss it in Jesus' name. Amen. House of Joseph, this week I pray that the Lord be with you. Amen. The Lord be gracious unto you. Amen. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Amen. The Lord give you peace Amen. in every area where you are struggling, in every area where you are suffering, in every area where you are, you are, you are, you are under pressure. The Lord give you peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Church, I ask God for grace. Grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. The grace of God will fill your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, because when you have done this, glory to your holy name. Let your blessing rest on your church. Let your presence go with us. Thank you because it is done. In Jesus' name we are praying. Amen. Psalm 23, verse 6. Surely, the message shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday afternoon. And I expect to hear from you during the week. God bless you.